0: It's the BritFlix.com podcast. Hey, what's going on? We interrupt this broadcast to bring you... The BritFlix Frightfest Preview Podcast 2016. to a Britflix Frightfest preview podcast, 2016. Who have I got on the line this time?
2: This is uh, Jonathan Straton, the writer-director of Night of Something Strange.
0: Night of Something Strange. Do you want to give us a brief synopsis as to what that's about?
2: Uh, it's basically um, it's it's a different take on uh, the zombie genre, where the virus is spread, um, sexually. Uh, so it's like the kind of ultimate STD and, um, it takes place, uh, basically overnight. Um, some kids are going away for, uh, beach week, um, which is here in the States. I, I don't know if they have it over there in the UK or maybe a different term, but, uh, where, the usually are like spring break or the last year of school, they'll go away to the beach and party and basically like that. But they get detoured and wind up, um, uh, stranded at a motel, and that's kind of where all this, uh, the chaos breaks out.
0: Okay, okay. So, um, when and when, uh, when and where can people see it at Fright Fest? Uh,
2: Fright Fest is it's the 26th. Um, Discovery Screen One.
0: Yeah, and that's the so that's the Friday. Yep, that's Friday, and it's uh, I believe
2: the show time's eight p.m. Eight,
0: I've got eight forty-five here. Does that say? Oh, right? eight
2: forty-five. Okay, geez, I don't even know the show time. Hey, no, no, I'll, no I, I'll this be is there list.
0: This is my <laughs> list. I'll put I put a link to the actual program in the okay. show notes. So, um. It's it's in the evening. Let's say that early evening. Uh, yeah, I can't.
2: <laughs> I don't even know my own show. I'm going to show tell everyone eight o'clock, and they're going to show up to the wrong movie. Oh uh, jeez.
0: Well, the good thing is this year, Fright Fest is 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 kind of like the only show in town at the cinema. They've kind of took the whole place over. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting this year um, compared to previous years. So from from a writing point of view, then Jonathan. Um, What's the uh, what? What compelled you to to write this one then? It's sort of um, was it was it the STD element? Was it the want to make a a, a new a new story about zombies? Um, it
2: was a combination of things, and the film actually evolved over the years. Uh, originally, it started my writing partner and producer uh, Ron Bonk. Um, twice a year, they have we go to uh, this horror convention called um, Cinema Wasteland, and uh, he has a distribution company, and he sells uh, he sells his movies there and, okay. and and shows them. And it was right around two thousand seven, I believe, when Tarantino and Rodriguez had come out with their Grindhouse their uh, flick. And him and I had talked about um, doing one together um, because, you know, we had done some other films, but we wanted to collaborate on something. And um, I wanted to, I grew up, you know, more so, I guess, as a kid in the 80s watching all the the 80s horror flicks where he kind of grew up in the 70s watching all the, the you know, the true grindhouse and yeah. 70s cheesy movies. So. Mm wanted to do something like that and um we wanted to do you know something you know uh with shocking you know um and it kind of so it started as a joke i had had <laughs> i had had this fling with this girl who happened to be i'm trying not to confuse it here the timeline but this girl that was best friends with his fiance at the time mm-hmm. um you know the the first time we had had this fling, I'd been up there for a festival, or whatever, and she uh, this was in New York, and she um, she said she I remember her telling you know telling her her best friend his fiance that um, that I wasn't you know I wasn't being good I was drunk, <laughs> 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 and so was <laughs> well, nice to get out of so, you. Yeah, yeah, so. So the next time we hooked up a few months later, I, you know, I, I told my buddy, his name's Ron Bonk. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I said, all right, this time it's going to be good. And, um, <laughs> but of course I got drunk again and, but I, I thought I had, you know, given her some of my best stuff. And then, um, the next day, Ron said that, you know, his fiance said that she said it was, it was even worse than the first time. <laughs> And, uh, she had said, you know, it was weird. He wouldn't even kiss me. And, um, and, and that stemmed from, because I, you know, it was at night and I was pretty lit and I couldn't tell, but it looked like she had like this big cold sore on her lip. So I was trying to avoid kissing her and that's, (laughs) that just kind of spun out of control, you know, um, as a joke, my buddy Ron, when we we get together and we joke, we just elaborate on these scenarios. We're both like you know writers and filmmakers, so we just build and build and build, and all of a yeah. sudden it it just it's found its way into the story. Mm. And um, and that's kind of how it was born. I know that's like super personal, but I just I I it's the only way I. I mean that's how it happened. I wanted no no be it's honest. cool yeah. it's cool
0: no it's 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 uh it's, it certainly beats the usual of, um, I, uh, I read a news story and I thought, what if I made that into a film?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it wasn't anything
0: like I had an STD or
2: I think that would have been cool and all that. It just kind of evolved into something and, um, and that's how you know the original title was actually "Night of the STDs," and um, his film was called uh, "She Kills with a Crotch," but he he calls it "She Kills" now. So
0: <laughs> nothing, nothing if not subtle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: So so how, so how did how did the name "Night of Something Strange" then become the title of it? Then was that something that was tagged on at the end, or was that something that was born out of the development process?
2: Uh, a couple reasons. The main two were I didn't want the title to cheese it up any, you know. I didn't like want it Night of STDs, so they went right in knowing that it was kind of like, you know, uh, a humorous horror film. You know, I wanted it to be as much as possible taken serious, and I just felt like Night of the STDs kind of – um I don't know. Made it uh, more novelty-ish, you know? Yeah, um, no,
0: no. You, 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 you're giving us the chance just to go in laughing, aren't you? You know, you know. Yeah, sure.
2: yeah. So, um, and then I was having um, issues with distribution on my previous film. So, um, I was starting to get in, you know, the back of my mind that I would possibly have to do self distribution just so that, you know, I could even make money on it. One, and two, because of the content, I didn't think, you know, a distributor would pick it up. So then I changed the name, obviously, because it was a lot more marketable than, you know, Night of the STDs.
0: So what what kind of um, what kind of action is it then? Is it is it are you going full on gore with this or?
2: Yeah, it's I mean, it's tons of gore
0: and and
2: um, you know it's got a mixture of everything, um, and all that kind of like I said, it just evolved when I was writing the script. I was. You know, I'm a huge Friday Thirteenth fan, and I was trying to put all these, you know, these these films that I liked into the story or, or elements of them, and the things I liked about them. And I was looking for like cool kills, you know. And I was trying to think of you know different ways it could happen, and and in gross ways. It wasn't like, I mean, if anyone sees any of my other films, they definitely have some type of controversy to them, but they're no no way. You know, like gory or gross or anything like that, my last two films were like dramas, you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. but um it it just kind of evolved, and I was like, all right, we just you know I think we need more blood and just kept piling it on, piling it on and and especially on set when everyone you know they're watching it and the scene unfold, and they're so shocked and how crazy and over the top it is, it just mm. it just makes you want to keep pushing it and pushing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so when you when you were developing this idea on the page then, um and obviously there being a great canon of zombie films and there has been, you know, as recent as it follows S T D as being a feature of a of a storyline or going back to something like Cronenberg's Shivers. Yes. Um so so for you, what when you were writing this story, what, what, what were the um the sort of hardest challenges to resolve, you know, in terms of I guess I guess setting up the provenance of your, your horror, as it were, because I guess the idea of a group of people taking a detour and going somewhere that, that is where the horror happens is a, is a usual conceit, isn't it? So what, what, what was it you did, what would you do in the writing then to start to make it your own?
2: Um well, usually, when I'm writing or coming up with a concept, it starts with a scene and it's usually pretty detailed and then I kind of build from there okay um and I'm pretty organized, so I like to do like outlines and try and think of like every possible question someone could ask. You know to make sure that everything's flowing, and I wanted to play on all of those—the horror clichés of uh, mm-hmm. the teen, the teenagers, and the you know them getting stuck in a remote place, and that you know sex is on their mind. So I wanted to play into all those and uh, just just try and make it. You know, take those to basically get the audience in, and 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 just make a really you know unique story but using using those elements to to make it feel like a familiar story
0: you know but but it's not are you are you given are you giving us the origins of it or are you just are we arriving and, and it's a problem
2: oh no there is the origin
0: yes there right. is a yeah right. there's a
2: there's a patient zero um and uh yeah so I mean you kind of know From the get go,
0: I see. So you can see you can see the stone hit the water and all all the ripples that then come from that on that point on.
2: Yeah, there's a brief. um, It uh, it's it you know it starts in a morgue basically. Oh, and the the information is basically on um, a toe tag that flashes, so you really have to be paying attention. To uh, to see, I didn't want to have, like, a clear beginning, like, this is how, you know, Earth began, and, and it was, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, there are yeah. subtle, um, you know, little notes there that that uh, basically fill in the blanks.
0: Nice one. So those are the building blocks are there, so to speak.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing about the morgue is when I saw um, Contracted and I saw how that opened, I was... I had already, we'd already filmed maybe half of this movie and I was like, oh my God, they got like the same fucking opening <laughs> okay, and okay. In, in, in my defense, you know, I mean, um, cause I've gotten a couple of people online, you know, saying that, you know, it was, I ripped off that idea or whatever, but I actually wrote the script in 2009 hmm. and it was registered with the Writers Guild before that film came out. Just no one, no one's like attacking me or anything. But I've had a few just compared to that, and but it's very, very different. It's nothing. It's nothing like that outside of it being an STD that turns it into turns the, the victim into a, a zombie state. And then yeah, no, no, I
0: forgot I forgot
2: about that when That was a couple of years ago at, Fry, at Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> so how, how do you how, how from, from a writing point of view to directing point of view and it's it's no surprise given you given you are a director that you say you start with a kind of sort of scene and you build from there but how how do you maintain that balance between um, the imagination and then the practicalities of, of what you've got to shoot
2: um, it's really hard. That's something that I'm constantly, I learned something new on each set. And that's something that is, I'm always trying to hone, because I'm, I'm, ex- I'm a very technical person. And um, so when I'm on set, or, you know, when I'm writing, I really have to shut off that side of me, because I'm, I'm as I'm writing, I'm thinking, how am I going to do the shots? And you know before I know it, I'm thinking about which you know what camera am I going to shoot on And, you know and i'm like well let me get the let me get the material there you know <laughs> so I really have to um really have to just focus on it and and once i'm I'm pretty focused then um i can I can get on a roll um but and because like my other film, my, this is definitely probably, I think, my best script that I've, you know, written. Mm. Um, because I was, I, I, on my previous film, it was very, I was very technical with it in the writing. And I felt that hurt a little bit, you know, uh, where this one I focused on just telling like a story. That's all I was going to work on is just, just a, a really good story.
0: Well, what would you want you be in there? You were technical versus a story what does that mean
2: um just I wrote for more or less how I wanted to shoot it and 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 edit
0: it um oh, i see, I c s c so like you cra- you crafted it to fit to fit like a almost like in its own box and then
2: yeah like
0: like Maybe
2: some stuff was, you know, visually it had some cool moments, but they were hollow story wise. I you get know? you,
0: I get you, I get you. So, so, so when you when you were when you're moving into to, heading towards production, sort of, um, can you give us an example of sort of aspects of what was on the page that that seemed sort of insurmountable, but you you know you, you got through it? And uh, what breaks did you get to to achieve what you wanted?
2: Oh geez, um, I mean, there's some things that we weren't able to do, okay. um, but uh, um, well, with the, this film, uh, you know, uh, all my films are a passion projects, so I don't want to say that it, it, was, it was a passion project, but I, with this one, I said I'm not going to, um shoot it and rush it out there because, you know, I want to, I've got the most money into it than I have any of my other films. And it's in a, you know, uh, it'll be in a genre where the fans will either love you or tear you apart, you know, and you really want to, um, you know, uh, be true to that. So I really was methodical about it. And I'm kind of like that with a lot of things, but I really wanted to take my time. So when things didn't work out and I got back and I would put it together and I didn't like it, I would call the guys up and be like, we got to reshoot it. And we would just get back together and reshoot it to, to make it perfect. Plus I knew that I'm, I might be doing, you know, the self-distribution. So I wanted to make it you know, the best I could, because I'd be pushing it out there.
0: Mm. So um, so from a, from, from a casting point of view, um, or from a cast point of view, should I say, um, do, do, what, what's your approach with, with your actors? Um, I'm thinking in terms of, you know, if you've got a, a particularly sort of gruesome scene, um how, how are you how are you allowing them to act versus getting what you want
2: um well as far as casting I usually I like to work with actors I've worked before who are you know not, not only talented but also you know reliable and dependable and all that but um, I, I try to make the actors feel as comfortable as possible like um, you know and uh, just so that I can get, you know, the, the best performance out of them. I just constantly will try and refine it or refine it or something I've learned is I'll have them come back and watch playback and, you know, and sometimes they'll see what it is that I don't, that I don't like, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but as far as trying to get them to do the graphic stuff, I mean, pretty, they all read the script and a lot of them were first time film actors, yeah. which is great because they'll do anything, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> they were, they read the script and they were, they were like, how is he going to do this? I just want to be there to see how he's going to do it. Yeah, Cause yeah. it was just so outrageous. And, um, and, you know, when they saw – it was cool because all, all the actors, when they saw each other doing their scenes and, and um, you know, having their own little part of, of you know, the STD uh, virus and Night of Something Strange, they all constantly – they were just bouncing off each other, you know, their energy and they all were constantly not trying to outdo each other, just trying to, you know, uh, perform at their best. Um, it was just a collective thing, even though they wouldn't be in scenes together. Mm. Um, so I, I'm surprised. Yeah, a lot of people are like, how did you get some of the actors to do what they did, you know? So I don't make a big deal out of it. I don't, you know, I just say this is, you know this is it and it's going to look really cool. And I, and I and, you know, when you read it, you're like, this is so crazy. Cause even the effects guy, when he read the script and saw the concept drawings, he was, de- he started designing stuff that was way over the top, you know? And I was like, no, 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 this is going to be, you know, I want, I want to take it very serious. So, um, so I think that they saw that I was really serious about it and it wasn't like, you know, it was like a sicko or <laughs> and they, they, uh, they kind of took that on too.
0: So, so is it? I mean, I've obviously not seen the film yet. So, is it is it is it is it graphic in a sense, realistic, or is it sort of is it buckets of blood, so to speak? And but but I guess from the way you're talking, the tone of the film is horror. First and foremost, yeah.
2: Um, I, that's a good question because, uh, I. I've seen it so many times and writing it for, you know, and mm. working on it for so many years, I've become numb to the, I guess, effects of the film, you know, because I've seen it so much. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, I just hearing back from like audience uh, members and stuff, you know, they think it's, you know, scary and uh, gory, but more or less gross probably, you know, um, but I tried a little bit of everything, and, um, you know, just I wanted it to stand out. And no single one thing is necessarily just put on screen for shock value. Every Everything in it actually has a purpose in some way to, you know, kind of drive the story.
0: Okay, so you're, you're constantly holding on to that story value of what you're doing on screen.
2: Yeah, I'm constantly aware of all the, the these practical effects. It's not like, okay, you know act two, end of act two, let, we'll have this score effect, this, you know, I'm, if it, it has to fit what's going on within the story. And that, that's one thing as I learned from working with other directors in my previous work is that, um, if you, if you are confident in the story you wrote, you know, stick to it and follow it. And, uh, and not worry about adding all this other stuff. Cause, and, and that's that's another reason I was super focused when writing it, because when you're on set, you have, like, a million – you're doing a million different things, like actors are asking questions, the effects are asking questions, you know. Um, everyone's talking in your ear, but when you're writing, it's it's when you're alone and you're, and you're creating by yourself, and it's, like, the most focused you can be. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to rely on that um, – you know that past my past Johnny. You know I'll uh, I'll be like he was focused. He knew what he was talking about. So let me trust in him.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so are you are you going to be over at the festival? for, you, for
2: the Oh film? yeah, 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 definitely. I wouldn't miss it. Um, uh, I wasn't sure. I talked to um, his name's Benjamin uh, Moody. I think it's okay, last time. yeah, I've
0: had him on the podcast.
2: Yeah. He was there last year, and we met at Phoenix this year, and he was just raving how awesome the fest was. So,
0: yeah, no, he's a good uh, guy.
2: Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely, I'm definitely gonna come out there. So,
0: well, the thing is, it'll be new to you, but it's gonna be new to a lot of people because it's at a brand new venue this time.
2: Oh, okay, cool.
0: So, we're, yeah. all, we're all gonna be experiencing it for the first time, just like you.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, I've never, I've only been. I guess to the airport, just going, passing through, but I've never been out and about in London, so I'm excited.
0: Oh, well, there's, there's, there's a lot to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to drive to Scotland. I've been trying to do that. We're, I, I'm, we're only going for, you know, like, I think four or five days, but I'd love to check out Scotland too, but we'll see.
0: You, you want to come to London and you want to drive to Scotland?
2: yeah i mean just for like a day or two i know i looked it's like six or seven hours i don't know there's uh i know that's m- nothing in
0: america but it's not something anyone in london would do
2: <laughs> oh really wow yeah geez yeah we do it all time hey let's drive six hours for no reason No. <laughs> um no but they have a county there, a town straight and, and uh, you know my ancestors are from that area so i just wanted to go and ah, uh, i see just reclaim my fortune, um, or pay a lot of taxes that I owe. No, I don't
0: know. <laughs> uh, now, uh, uh, looking at your, at your um, the artwork for the for the post for the for the film. Yeah, where, where's that? Where's that coming? From? Who's done that? And what, what's what's um, what's inspiring <laughs> that?
2: his name is um Devin whitehead he does quite a bit i mean the guy is like always super busy doing magazine covers or music covers um but he um i i saw another poster he did um uh called zombie with a shotgun and i loved it and then i reached out to him and told him you know the basic theme you know that uh it's inspired by '80s films, mainly um, The Blob, Friday Night, uh, Friday Thirteenth, and um, Night of the Creeps.
0: Mm. No, no, and, no, it's a beautiful piece of work.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and um, so that so he kind of took it and ran with it. We went back. He sent me sketches, and I always, I always had envisioned, um, you know, a certain element of it. So I kept pushing for that, and sometimes it's hard because you know, artists, you know, tend to lean towards, you know, uh what they want to do and and vice versa. And um so I think it was you know, I was hammering what I wanted and I think it was it was hard at first just because I think he, he's so talented that a lot of people just I don't here just take it and run with it. But I had just had this visual stuck in my head for so long. I, I had to see it, you know, so um but it's definitely a combination of uh you know my original concept and then um everything he uh he put into it so
0: no it looks it looks like it looks like a piece of work from from summer from a from a you know um i grew up during the 80s it's uh it feels it feels like it's from that period
2: yeah and i didn't you know the film is inspired by the 80s but it's not an 80s like genre piece it doesn't take place during the 80s it doesn't have you know what i mean it doesn't no totally yeah just um i wanted people to watch like it was a modern film um Mm -hmm. but it had it reminded them, them of the 80s and even a little bit of traditional uh film where you know things were um static shots on tripods or actual dollies instead of handheld um and stuff like that. There's a few things in there, but I, I didn't want to make it necessarily like a, try and do an '80s film.
0: No, but. I see you saying, I see you saying. No, I mean, uh, I, I figure what you're saying is you, you, you're channeling your love of '80s, or, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, rather, yeah. Rather than trying to replicate it,
2: yeah, that's actually better. I'm gonna say that from now on. <laughs> um, I, I should have you. Uh, I'll send all my questions to you, and you can. Uh, that is better. I, I tend to try and over-explain shit, and I just sound like. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs>
2: well, it's hard to get stuff out of my head sometimes, but...
0: It always is. Look, I, I speak to a lot of people on podcasts. Uh, yeah. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a writer myself, so... Um, oh, okay. So, you know, these these descriptions of what we're trying to do and how we explain why we do it and what we're doing it for are uh, things that I batter around in my own head, so... Oh. It all makes sense to me somewhere down the line. So, <laughs> so given you're going to be here, then... Um, can you can you get, without without you know without giving away too many spoilers or anything? Is there, is there any particular aspect or or set piece that you're particularly excited to see with an audience at FrightFest?
2: Um, there's just so many uh, there's so many parts in it that I'm excited, especially um, you know uh, being in the UK there and being in London and seeing how the natives react to it, you know. I'm just curious, I'm thinking and hoping that we all have, uh, you know, a similar sick sense of humor, (laughs) but um, just the reactions that I've gotten from previous showings, um, you know, it's just, the film constantly pushes the envelope and and it always seems to, I see everything coming, obviously, because I, you know, I wrote it, but, it's just interesting to see people being shocked at, at uh, what happens next. And, um, yeah, there's a particular scene where um, there's the classic kind of uh, bully character, like the shock character, and then the outcast nerd character. And they get in a pretty sticky situation um, that is, you know, kind of a caramel- karma for full circle on the, the jock ja character. Cause he's so mean to him. I see. Um, everybody always gets, um, gets a kick out of that scene. And, um, that was one of the, that was one of the first scenes I came up with. And, uh, it, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's not necessarily visually, uh, disgusting. You don't see necessarily, you know, anything, uh, too revealing but um just the idea and 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 all that um it's it's pretty crazy and i just want and i like the scene because it was the challenge of making the scene and and it continues throughout the movie and just uh that was just something i wanted to do
0: there's there's nothing like a bit of cinema justice to uh, get an audience on your side
2: yeah yeah and just you know i you know, um, sometimes I need, like, a neon sign to get, you know, like, I remember after my screens, what do you think about this part? What do you think about this part? What do you <laughs> think about this part? So, you know, like, e- even when I was dating girls, you know, I couldn't I couldn't tell if a, a girl necessarily likes me. I need, like, a neon sign. She likes you. I <laughs> uh, just always a head in the clouds. So I wanted to make something where I could... Clearly, get a reaction right then and there during the screening, and hear it, and be like, oh, "Okay, cool, that worked," you know.
0: So you're 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 anticipating a collective "oh" or "oh," to be, yeah, to be ripping I, around the room or a "no,"
2: yeah. And the only reason is because that's what I've come to know from all the other screenings, mm. you know. Um, like like I said, because I worked on the project so long that I became numb to how. I guess graphic and disgusting it was and you know and then after the premiere with the cast and crew and family and just the pe- people just you know they're just their their blank faces and my mother she just was disgusted I just you know she uh, uh you know she wanted to disown me I think but um
0: what was just can you remember what your mom's first first comments to you was?
2: Uh, yeah it was very funny she said um, I can't remember the exact ones but I remember I saw her we after the premiere we went to like a party we didn't get much chance, uh, chance to talk you know and then I talked to her the following weekend and she was like I really want to talk to you about your film and she's like and she was just giving me you know motherly advice like I don't like what are you going to do with that movie? I I'm, I said I'm going to try and show it to the world and she's like I mean what's your strategy? I'm, I'm submit it to film festivals. She's like what film festival would show that? You know she she's trying not to be too judgmental but I can tell my mother and I was like Mom, there, there's this whole world of like these horror fans and festivals. They, they're they're gonna like this movie. This is the kind of movie I liked growing up, and you know. And she's like, it's just I don't know. I just hope that it does well, but I don't want you to be. She didn't want me to be disappointed, but at the same time, she wanted to be like, why did you take you know forty grand and make a movie like this? <laughs> you know, so I, you know, so. Um, but uh, hold on
0: one second. All can right. you pause it one second?
2: Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, we rolling again. I can finish what I was saying. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're rolling. Okay.
2: okay. Um. Yeah. So my mother, she was just you know saying all this, and I remember I was just like kind of frustrated and like you know I was like I'm not gonna sit here and take you know uh, you know every movie I've done it in some way I try. My second film was. You know, I wanted to make something that I knew I could sell and was marketable because my first film was not, you know, everything was a learning curve to, to ultimately achieve what every filmmaker's dream is, is to, to make a living at making films and, and, you know, and I knew, you know, that,
0: um, so, I wanna so, make so, film- do, do, I'm going to say, so was making that first film the lesson of what commercial was, or did you make a film knowing it wasn't commercial?
2: no i didn't know i thought story trumped all i didn't
0: know that
2: um because it didn't have commercial aspects to it like Uh, name actors or um a popular genre you know so i took those elements in the second one and and i stuck to it but then it turned out i didn't like that film you (laughs) know the film i made because i think i I did that so Mm. um it was just me kind of soul searching um and, and you know and um, so I ventured into horror, um, the horror genre, and I and I love horror movies, grew up on them. But as I got older, I kind of, you know, steered away from horror films and was, you know, uh, watching a lot of more crime genre and like, uh, Martin Scorsese and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so when I decided to do this, it was really cool because I, I, it was like I found that kid in me again that I, I'd almost forgotten about,
0: mm.
2: you know, so, um, but you know, it just was my mom was driving me crazy about. it. I was like, I know what I'm doing to a degree. I know that you know, I, I made a movie that I wanted to do, and I made it how I wanted to do without any restrictions because I figured I, I might be doing self distribution, and I knew with all the movies I had seen that you know this this story had just been right under my nose the whole time, and you know I wanted to tell it and. And uh, needless to say, it's it's been having a very successful uh, festival run. So,
0: so where, where where's it already shown?
2: Um, it showed in Phoenix, where it picked up best horror um, oh, well film okay. festival. Well you and question. it showed at the uh, thank you showed at the Crimson um, in South Carolina. Showed in Boston or Massachusetts at Scarecon. Um, and it show and it's showing. Let's see where else is. It? Oh, it showed in Detroit. Uh, I wasn't able to go to all these, so I mm. forget. Um, along with the Times, obviously, but I'll be at the London one. Um, and it's gotten some other ones. I they haven't. Um, so, so it's Friday me- the, the European premiere then. I uh, yes, yep. That's
0: exciting news, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And, um, Fright Fest is, is the one I was crossing everything to get into. So, mm. um, I was, uh, the festival director when he emailed me, he emailed me pretty early on. Um, and I, I was just, you know, made my week. I, I got out my, you know, my super expensive special whiskey I only drink on special occasions. <laughs> and, uh, and and accidentally ashed a cigarette in it, and I had to throw it out. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, I did that. But then I was like, ah, fuck it. I, you know, it's too good not to have another one at least. But <laughs> um, and I don't even smoke. It was just a. It was just a celebration smoke. So
0: a celebration smoke. What a cigar? Yeah. A cigar or a cigarette?
2: No, 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 a cigarette. a cigarette i couldn't do do the cigar <laughs> <See>, I'd <can, laughs> I,
0: I, I give up smoking, but i could still I can still at a wedding or a you know a christening or something enjoy enjoy a cigar in celebration but I, if I, if I had a cigarette I'd start smoking again
2: yeah, I mean I'm pretty good about you know um not doing I can smoke I can buy like a pack and smoke for. For a weekend, and then by Monday be done. You know, It's oh, um,
0: better than me. That's better than me. Now, look, uh, one of the things I like to do, um, because we're BritFlix, and usually it's um, it's it's about British filmmakers that I do. But because FrightFest is such a big British event, I get to talk, talk to people like yourself outside of the normal remit. So, yeah. um, so to bring bring it back to BritFlix.com's sort of remit, I wondered if you could. Uh, Recommend a British horror film that you that you you think is either a classic that, that that in your mind, or even something that's grossly underrated and deserves more kudos. Does anything spring to mind for you?
2: Um, geez, let me think about that. Um, uh, I'm not sure where was where was a uh, Deathgasm filmed.
0: Oh, that's that's New Zealand.
2: Oh, is it? Okay. Um, That was one I saw recently that I loved. I was just trying to think. uh, That that,
0: uh, that played played last year at Fright
2: Fest. Yeah, that was awesome. I I knew nothing about the
0: movie and my buddy told me about it and I saw it. I was like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I had Jason, the director on the podcast last year.
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah.
0: Um, Do you want to throw some clues at you?
2: Uh yeah, sure. Uh, Wicker Man. Is okay.
0: That, the uh, a more uh, contemporary uh, one might be the Descent.
2: Or oh, geez, the Descent! Oh my god, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that <laughs> it, that. Oh, let me tell you something. When I saw that. Like it came out, and I was like, uh, I think it came out, what, 2008 or something like that? The point, uh, yeah. My wife and I, every weekend, go to Blockbuster when they still had them and stuff, and uh, we've mm-hmm. rented it, and we rented that. And um, that movie just terrified me. And not because of the creatures within the cave, it was the tightness and the, you know, uh, being claustrophobic you know when i remember when the main uh the lead in it when she's like her head gets kind of stuck within between the rocks and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i i remember like i was like we gotta pause this because i can't even breathe right now (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's pretty you know i i when i watch movies i'm i'm watching all the wrong things like cuts and edits and lighting and cinematography so, uh, when a movie does take me out of that and I'm, I'm just sucked into what it's supposed to do and entertain and, and scare you and all that. I mean, yeah, the descent. Whew. So I was trying to think of which ones would be, you know, British. I don't know, you know, who, you know, I guess I don't know them by region or which ones. No,
0: no, no. It's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's like I say, it's not a test. I just, just wondered. And, and, and your description of descent is probably, it's probably as good advert for descent as anything. Um, Oh, I, I, yeah, I love that movie. I just, yeah, that
2: that was one that uh, really... I haven't seen the sequel, but um,
0: I don't feel... I don't know why they made a sequel, but... No, I don't, no, I, don't, I, mean, I guess it was successful, so therefore...
2: Well, was. yeah, yeah, but I was like, that's such a good story from beginning to the end. Why do they have to continue that, uh, you know? <laughs> and like I said, the creatures were cool, and they were scary, but the scary thing was the cave in the descent, being down in there, that was what was scary to me.
0: Oh, no, no, that that whole bit where, she, like you're describing, where she's kind of, it's like about 12 inches, isn't it, of kind yeah. of rock and the, the floor and the ceiling, and she's kind of stuck, she's hyperventilating and and she's got a friend stuck behind her, there's monsters coming from somewhere and, yeah. Yeah, and her friend is trying to calm her down and everything, I was just like, holy
2: shit, this is, this is you know, very few horror movies have made me feel, you know, like like scared like that. So no, no,
0: the pure concept works, doesn't it? Because just that whole idea, and especially I think when the when the wall of rocks fall, and it's like the only yeah. way out. The only way out is forward. We can't actually go back to where we've come from, which is kind of scary as well. Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, look, so what, let's uh...
0: let's remind people of when they can see uh, Night of Something Strange at Fright Fest this year.
2: Yeah, it's uh, August 26th, Discovery Screen 1 at 8.45. And if you want to find out more information about the film or updates and news, uh, you can go to nosmovie.com, NOS, N-O-S-S, or the Facebook page, Facebook um, slash Night of Something Strange, or hit me up on Twitter uh, at jstrayton.com.
0: Okay, well, I'll put all that in the show notes as well so people can click on them. You've mentioned a couple of times self-distribution, so I'm guessing that means that you've not got a release date yet for those people listening who are not going to see it at Fright Fest. Um, Uh, um,
2: I don't, but I do. Well, it depends. Uh, (laughs) I've gotten uh, um, uh, several offers that um, I'm still considering. Um, It just... Um, I'm not sure. I'm, uh, for for the UK. It unfortunately might not be until 2017.
0: And that's not unusual for films that, that premiere at FrightFest. To be honest with you. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, and I don't have a date, um, for that. But if it was, you know, the United States, um, tentatively end of October.
0: Um, oh wow! Okay. So, so you're not, you're doing all right there for uh, getting it out there.
2: Well, well, that that would be um, VOD. So, and we'll see because this is talking me, you know, doing self distribution. Just, just because uh, I've worked, uh, you know, briefly in distribution, and in previous my previous films, just kind of, you know, getting screwed and being naive and all that shit. And just, does
0: that does that mean then you you getting it on the platform or you being the platform?
2: I uh, yeah, I um. Well, yeah, that depends. Like some, most of the distributors now want all the, um, all the, uh, all the rights. Of course, yeah. yeah. You, you know, and it's, it's especially I think it, in the horror genre they want them because fans like to hold, uh, you know, something that's there, like a Blu-ray or DVD with mm. cool artwork. Whereas other movies, they just, people just VOD them, you know. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to get. Uh, You know, uh, because I want to hold on to VOD, but I'm trying also, you know, to see if other distributors wouldn't, you know, want to pick up maybe some of the platform stuff if the deal's right. But they're no one; they want it all or nothing. So, um, and I don't want to do that. So, but (laughs) but if I I will release it in any platform, you know, that is possible to view with your eyes
0: <laughs> if, that, if that's how it's going to be so. well fair enough then well good luck with it and good luck with your um, European Premier Fright Fest if you don't already subscribe to Britflix just sign up for free at iTunes hey what's going on if you don't already subscribe to Britflix just
1: sign up for free at iTunes
0: and you'll get the next episode right after we release it. Or follow at BritFlix on Twitter for links to stream from on the website. This has been a BritFlix Flying Fest Preview Podcast 2016.